Hello and welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Sainsa Lawrence, and I'm excited you've decided to join us on this journey. This space is created for women to be empowered, to be uplifted, and to be encouraged to live an authentic life and to fulfill the purpose and mandate of God upon your life. So welcome. If this is your first time listening, we thank you for tuning in. And if you're a regular listening audience, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. I would not be here if it was not for you. So again, and welcome to Women to Women. We're just going to jump in today. I have a wonderful guest I'd like to introduce to you, those that are seeing us visually and those that are listening audio. I just want to share with you this dynamic woman of God, a friend of mine. Her name is Sophia Lee Palmer. You know, I always forget the shoe. I, I apologize about that. <laughs> That's actually my maiden name, Lizzie. Okay. <laughs> Sophia, so Sophia, welcome to Women to Women podcast. I'm excited to introduce you and um, to those who may have not heard you, heard of you and heard your story and this wonderful, wonderful book that you have written called Lessons from a Place of Pain, which I have in my hand here and um, which I've already written in all over it because you know how I am when I'm <laughs> studying something, but just wanted to have this moment to have a heart to heart talk with you. You and I shared a platform sometimes ago, a month or so ago for Mother's Day with the Sister to Sister International Ministry um, under the leadership of Moya, Moya um, Johnson Pugh. I have to say Pugh, you know, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had the honor of um, hosting um, that panelist review on just navigating pain and loss and loss of a child and miscarriages and so on and so forth. And it just made a connection. And then we had an opportunity again to be on Bishop um, Senior's program. So I know pretty much some of your story and what I've read in the book, but I just wanted you to come on today and talk about it, to talk about, you know, what lessons can you learn from a place of pain? Like, how do we often say this? Is this just a rhetoric or is it really true that there is purpose in your pain? And how do you pivot that pain into purpose? You know, what lessons do you learn from a place of pain? Well, thank you so much, Denise, for having me today. I'm excited as well to be here. It's always a pleasure for me to share in this way because as I've said to you before, these are platforms that would have helped me when I was going through my own pain. And so it's very important for me to share my story so that whoever is listening or watching can also be touched and reach their purpose like I did, right? And as you said, there is so much purpose in pain. Yeah. It doesn't initially look that way because <laughs> of course, when you're hit, when you're blindsided by life, I call it blindsided because most of the time when we're hit by life, it's unexpected. And so yeah. we are blindsided, our hopes are deferred, you know? And, and so in that staggering period, we don't readily see that the purpose or know that there is purpose. But uh, if we lean into God, if we lean into God, he will help us to understand that in spite of the pain, there is so much reward, there is so much benefit to to this painful situation. And one thing I think about when, when I think about 
purpose in pain is the fact that so many times we are so focused on getting back what we have lost mm -hmm. instead of actually getting something out of what we are going through now, right? Yes. And, and that is a place of acceptance when we say, you know what, I know that I have lost this and I'm not going to be so focused on getting it back, even though we may be able to get it back because I believe that there's restoration in God. Oh, yes. But, yes. But if we, within the pain, don't focus so much on getting back, but healing and getting what we can reap from right. the pain itself, then I believe that we can get so much out of a painful situation. And I'm glad you said something earlier, you know, because a lot of people may be listening. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to say that rhetoric, uh, but you don't understand what I'm going through because we all experience pain on a different level, right? But pain is pain. So irrespective of your bank account, your socioeconomic status, irrespective of your status in life or whatever you've accomplished, pain is pain. And pain, I, I, I often say that pain is it has no discrimination, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't discriminate about who you are, what you drive, where you live, your last name, your first name. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, pain is pain and it will knock at your door at any given time. Right. Um, and matter of fact, sometimes it just barges itself in. So yeah. when pain comes in and we are not expecting that experience or we're not expecting to go through that hurt or that loss or whatever that concept of the pain and suffering is for the individual, you often find that we can't think about what's the purpose right there and then. It's like, um, what is the purpose of me losing this job? What is the purpose of me losing a child? What is the purpose of me having the accident? We can never see it because we're in that moment experiencing it, right? But as you said earlier, because you have a relationship with Christ, then, and then allowing that and going through that acceptance, but it's not easy for all of us to get to that place of acceptance. No, and it wasn't easy for me. So today I am just on the other side now, but it was never easy for me. Yeah. So yeah. I can relate to persons who are in that first phase, you know, that very first phase when you're, you're just hit, you, you don't normally see anything. There were persons saying to me that, you know, be strong. I couldn't be strong. I couldn't be strong because that was the first phase. So I know pain is real. It was real for me, right? I had instances where I went down the bitter road. I was on the bitter road. I was bitter against God. I was ready to give up. My question was, how can I serve a God who cannot protect me? From you know, we'll talk about that. Give us a little bit of what your story is about because people are listening right now and they're like, okay, we hear you, but what is her story about? Tell us a little bit of your story. So my, my book, uh, Denise, is about the loss of my, my son or first child, Makayo Nathaniel Palmer. But when our son died, that's, that's not when my pain started. Our pain started in... July. It was Friday the 13th of July 2014. I was at work and I got the news that my niece's father had been shot. And for me, it was 
devastating to hear that. My niece was only five years old at the time and I had lost my father at five years old, right? So when this news came to me, I, I was overwhelmed with, with pain because, oh my God, this is not happening again, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was praying that even if he, he came out not being able to walk, at least my niece would still have him. But by the end of that day, I heard the news that he had died. And I cried as though it was my own father who had died because I knew the pain that I had to go through without a father. Uh -huh. And then very soon after that, in September, my mother died as well. And it was a journey because she was sick and she was saying to me, are you not having a child before I go? At the time, I never had a child and I had my career and everything was going well, but I am so deliberate that I needed to know why I needed a child before I actually <laughs> go for right, a child. Right. I was married and working and everything. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she was saying to me, you need to go get a child while she was sick. And then she ended up dying, you know, before I got pregnant. But after her funeral, that was when we realized that I was pregnant. Wow. Right? Yes. So my thought was, oh, beautiful ashes. You know, mommy died. Yeah. So God yeah, is right. just giving Death me life. life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, initially I was nervous, but then yeah, we started getting excited about it. Our first child, you know, getting everything together. And of course, it was a perfect pregnancy. And there is no history of miscarriages or anything like that in my family so there was nothing for me to be concerned about right. and right. Uh, during my visits to the um gynecologist there was no complication so I was comfortable comfortable right. up until the day I went in the hospital it was the 23rd of of June and my due date was the 25th of wow. June so of course I was full term and everything was going great, right? So I went in, I was there not um, dilating yet, just having, you know, the pre-labor, pre, pre -labor, yeah, yeah. latent, mm -hmm. latent labor. I was in latent labor, so it wasn't so bad. So I was just there hanging until it was time. Until later in that evening, when I was called to the labor ward, I was told that they can't find my baby's heartbeat. Mm. And uh, throughout the whole period of me being pregnant, there was this one place, once they put the Doppler there, you could always hear my baby's yeah, heartbeat. Right. And that evening, when they put the Doppler on, there was nothing. And the whole night, it was just, terrible for me doctors nurses filled the room and they were trying to figure out what was going on but inside of me I was still trusting God I was saying right. God I know you're not doing this to me I know mm -hmm. you're not going to take my son as a matter of fact I was saying well you know what I'm going to be a miracle because they're just going to take me to the ultrasound room and they're going All to just sudden, see that yes. the baby is fine and everything is going to be great because God is just working a miracle right here in front of this medical. Uh -huh. 
And unfortunately, my miracle wasn't for that day, Denise, because when I was pushed to the ultrasound room, the gynecologist placed the Doppler on my stomach, looked at the machine, the ultrasound machine, and said, I'm sorry. Um, there is no heartbeat. There is nothing we can do. And that was when my whole world went dark. I was blindsided. I never saw this coming. Right. Of course, we had the crib at home. We had all the baby clothes. We had all the gifts from the baby shower. I mean, my husband was abroad and he was, you know, looking forward to coming home to his son. And I, I was devastated. When I was pushed back to the ward, it was horrible for me. Yeah. Because the baby was not yet out. And I had to know, give birth to this baby that's not alive. And the pain was so excruciating because they induced labor. And this pain would be for nothing because after giving birth to this child, there is going to be no gift to take home. Yes. And that was mm. the worst, worst. So having to push done. even harder, to work harder, to deliver something that would not be of life. My God. Would not be of life to me. And so that day I, I, I cried. I cried on different levels. I cried on different levels. I cried because I thought God had disappointed me. I cried because I didn't know what to say to my husband. I cried because this was just too much pain, right? And of course, even though I was begging a C-section, I had to deliver, you know, um, without the C-section, which I thank God that I didn't get because that would be another level of pain. But I, I finally delivered and there was some amount of peace at the end of that. But when I came out of the hospital, Denise, and mm. I got home, that was when a new level of pain started. Oh, I absolutely. Because now the reality is, so you're looking now at your reality and the reality is I was pregnant and now I'm not. I delivered and supposedly gave birth, but there is no birth. There's no life. And I'm home now without a baby. Well, all the gifts are there. The whole celebration, the atmosphere was set with expectancy to come home with that blessing. And the reality is it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. How so do you maneuver through that? Because, you know, they talk about grief. This is dealing with grief. And, you know, you go through the denial, you go through all these different stages, but what, and then here it is, your support, your partner is not physically here. He is abroad. How do you navigate? How did you navigate through that process of that pain? It was an extremely stormy period for me, Denise, but... I think that my healing started even in the hospital because I remember I was placed in a room with a young lady who had come in and I saw that she was a teenage mom. 
she didn't have like a big bag like I did because of course I was married with my husband and everything I had a big bag I, I could change clothes from a baby oh yes when, absolutely. when she went in with expectations yes <laughs> when she came in I realized that she didn't have much and so even in that painful moment I took some stuff from my bag my baby was gone so I, I took most of the things from my bag and I gave it to her. And uh, I think in that moment, even in that moment, God was using me right there. As I said, after I came out of the room, after giving birth, I, I sent some amount of peace from God. It's yeah. like, I think that was the moment of denial. Like, this is not happening. This is not right. happening, right? And so I can't I can just be normal. This is not happening. And then I was taken out of the maternity or taken into the emergency section now. And I was just there. And I, I, re I remember feeling the emptiness, the loss, the void, the hollowness inside of me. And I was on the phone with my husband. And... I was saying, Hannah, I really don't know what to do. I, I feel so empty. I feel so broken. And he said to me, search for some songs in your phone. Mm. And when I went into my phone, Denise, the first song that came up was Still I Rise wow. by Yolanda Adams. Wow. I think that was that was my first message that God was with me. Still I rise. And I listened to that song with tears running down my face. I was sad, but I was not hopeless. See, that's the thing. When we talk about um I'm glad you said that because I can identify with you to an extent as you know that I went through a miscarriage as well. And um Matter of fact, the last platform we were on was my first time talking publicly about it. And I I'm, I'm a firm believer of owning the moment, speaking to the moment, addressing your real emotions, your real pain, because sometimes people will say, well, if you're a woman of God, you shouldn't feel sad. And I don't think that's true, right? We, like you just said, you said, okay, you were able to address it. So you were, you were feeling yet still I rise, despite the hurt, right? So you were saddened, but still hopeful. So you weren't hopeless. And oftentimes I think we tend to forget that, that you can still be bearing this emotion of why am I going through this and, and experiencing that, but still be hopeful. There's nothing wrong at identifying and speaking to that pain. You know, right about now, I'm hurting. Right about now, I'm sad. Right about now, God, I don't even know. I know I love you, but I'm not understanding your ways right now. I know your will is one thing, but this right here, this lesson, this procedure, this process right here, it's not comfortable. It's, 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 I don't even think I can bear it. Right. So it's okay to speak to that moment, speak to that pain, but still to have that sense where, okay, because of my faith, I'm going to remain hopeful, even though I can't see it, because my reality right now is this. So I'm glad you made that point right there. Uh, hurting and feeling broken, but still having that sense of hope. Oh, but yes. Identify the two, to speak to the two, and to process through with the two. That, oh yes that awesome that is just awesome oh you said something about june um 
the date. And I know you have something that's coming up um, that you'll be putting out in June on June 24th. Why June 24th? All right. So on June 24th, I will be commemorating the memory of our son. You know, I always do that ever since uh, I lost our son. Uh, I have made it my duty to do something special on the day. Um, no, it's from a different place. No, uh, since last year, I think, yeah. Since last year, I started doing it from a different place where I made the effort to help somebody listening on for them to know that there is purpose in pain. But it started with me being deliberate about my healing. So when my son died the first year, I did a big chop. I decided that I was going to cut my hair, my long, beautiful hair that I had. I just went to the barber and I said, you know what? A big chop on June 24, right? Because this was my way of just, you know, letting go, letting go. For me, that was one move to let go. The second year I decided that, okay, this year I'm going to get my driver's license for my son. All right. So I, I would do things like that every year to slowly go through the process right, of right. healing, because I believe that we should be deliberate about our oh, healing. Yes, absolutely. So it's very hard, but we have to face it deliberately. And so that's what I started in 2016. And then now for last year I published, well, last year was the year I published. And this year now I want to collaborate with you, of course, Denise, and the Sister to Sister International to have a great virtual session yeah. where we can help, you know, everyone who wishes to come in to learn about how to cope with loss and how to go through the healing process. And it doesn't have to be about persons who are going through loss. If you're somebody who cares about others, you come in, you learn what we have to share and you can help somebody else on the process, right? Absolutely. I like that. You know, that it reminds me of one of the part that I like. I, I, I mean, I love everything from the beginning to the end of this book, but there's a part where you talk about the restoration is real. And, and you say about healing, you have to be deliberate about your healing. So if you stay at that place, you know, it's, it reminds me of the leopards, right? So if we go, yes. we're going to die. Yes. And if we stay here, we're going to die. So you know what? Let's just go, right? So you have to be deliberate like that. Say, okay, if I stay here, this is what will happen. And if I go, it's a risk, but it's a risk I'm willing to take to be deliberate about my healing because restoration is real. Restoration is real. Talk a little bit about that. Restoration is real. What made you come up with that subtopic there? Pain is real. Healing is real. Restoration is real. And and, and restoration and healing, they are in Jesus. Mm. They are in Jesus. If we lean into him, then we can have our restoration. For me, my, 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 my hope in restoration came from Joel 2. I will restore unto you the years yes. that the conquer worms have, have stolen. Yes. Right. And I believe that if he has given us that promise, 
he is true concerning his words and he will, right? He will do it for us. But let me share something um, about restoration because there are times when restoration can prevent us from healing. Mm. Come on now, yes. talk a little bit yes. about that one. Right because we are hurting, that. we are hurting, we're experiencing the pain and we're so focused on our restoration that we don't get our healing. And our restoration is not equal to healing. Mm. Because restoration can be a plaster if Ooh. you allow it to be, right? It can be the bonus, the gift that comes after yes, healing. Yes, but yes. you can have it too as a plaster that covers a wound that is not healed. So Ooh. what I share is that it's important for us to be deliberate about our healing, seek healing, and then believe God for restoration. Mm. Because restoration is a gift. It is in God. It's, it's what he has promised us, mm. Mm -mm -mm. right? And if, mm. if, 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 if I'm allowed to just share my experience, there are several persons who would have said to me during my process, Sophia, just go and have a child that will help you to heal. I mean, you know, many persons say that you, you will never heal until you have a child. You'll mm -hmm. never heal. And I said, no, I, I refuse to believe that, Denise. Right. Healing doesn't have to I, come through the next child. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe that healing comes through you getting back what you've lost. That's, that's restoration. And it's different from healing. Mm -hmm. Healing is in Jesus Christ. He is our healer, right? But he also gives good gifts. Yes. Right? And he yes, will he restore us, yeah. right? And once, yeah. once we, we, we lean into him, he will restore us. But our main focus must be our healing. Lord, I am leaning into you for my healing hmm. you see that woman with the issue of blood one focus was her healing and her she healing. pressed through that cross. Not only she she paid money too she had visited a lot of doctors she wasn't focused on what people had to say or anything else she wasn't focused on okay how am i going to take care of that take care of that her main focus every day she rose up was to focus on her healing. How am I going to be healed Heal. from this? Heal. Heal from this. Yes. And, and I understand if initially we're focused on our restoration because I was like that. I remember saying to one of my friends, I don't even want to have a female child. I want back my son. Whoa. I want my son. And she said to me, um, Sophia, God may not give you back a son, right? You may get a child, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a son. So right. it's fine. I understand, you know, persons who are focused on getting back, but we have to move from the level of wanting back what we have lost to actually seeking God for healing. Right, and then believing him for the restoration that he gives to us. Because I remember specifically, Denise, when my healing came. And I told God that, God, I could go on without having another child because I'm healed. 
So it's going to be up to you now if you want to give me a child, if you want to restore me, that's up to you because that's something else. I'm not seeking you to get back what I lost. I am seeking you for you to heal me. And here is another thing about restoration, Denise. Restoration doesn't have to be you getting back what you've lost. Restoration could just be restoring your emotions, Come restoring on. your beliefs in God, restoring you to that woman of God you were or that man of God you were or restoring you to the rightful person you were created to be. Purpose, purpose, purpose comes out of that as well because restoration could mirror that as well because you're being restored now to the person you're supposed to be purpose yes. the person who's supposed to write this book lesson from a place of pain the person who's supposed to be hosting conferences and and seminars and so on to speak to women on a topic that some are shying away from they're embarrassed they don't know how to deal with it we go through the process of where did I go wrong or my body failed me and this is embarrassing and I feel incomplete because especially if they've never had a child before. So that whole process, restoration, healing. So you had to go through the process to be deliberate about your healing, to allow the purpose and to a lesson from a place of pain to be restored. And now we know that you, um, you have been restored in a different way, as you said, a girl <laughs> instead of a boy, but I'm just so excited. There's so much we could talk about. I'm, I'm excited for the many more opportunities we'll be having. You'll be definitely coming back for part two of this. I just want to ask you something on the end of every podcast. I like to, um, speak to the audience and just challenge them with something and to say basically what I wanted them to walk away with. So I'm going to leave that space to you today. Like what is the takeaway you want for our audience to hear today? What is the takeaway for those who are watching and listening today? All right. For me, Denise, I believe that when we experience pain or hurt, the important thing for us to remember is that Jesus loves us. He loves us so much that he will not allow any situation to kill us. And so it is on that foundation that we will rise above the situations in our lives, the pains in our lives, the hurt in our lives. I remember when I was going down the road to bitterness. And when I remembered that my covenant with God was, for I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. That was when I took a U-turn mm. because I remembered that Jesus loves me and that he has a plan for me. So there is no way this pain has come to hurt me. So I want to say to those who are listening today that Jesus loves you so much that he has already planned your life. So this pain didn't come to kill you. He didn't send this pain to destroy your life. There is a plan that he has. There is an expected end that he has for your life. 
And this is how I look at pain. Personally, the Lord has revealed this to me, that pain is like fire. If you allow it, it can consume you, just like a literal fire can consume you. But if you keep it in a controlled environment where you pray, get the right support and, you know, just leaning into God, that same fire can ignite your purpose Ooh. and set you ablaze for God, where your life will just glorify God. And for those who are in the first phase of their pain right now and you're listening, it's okay. This is a seed I'm planting. You may not believe yet what I'm saying. You may not be able to receive what I'm saying yet, but I am planting this seed because as you walk through this process of healing, this seed that I'm planting right now will germinate and you will come to realize that God is with you. And as you press through this process that you are going through, as you press through this pain, you will touch the hem of Christ's garment and he will make you whole and you will stand and declare him as the king of kings and the lord of lords bless the name of Jesus Woo! listen Woo! my heart is filled my spirit is lifted my spirit is encouraged ladies if you are listening and watching on today anyone that's dealing with any form of pain I'm telling you oh my goodness <clears throat> I've never been lost for words like this. Really, really, really resonate with me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to be willing to submit to the process and to trust he who handles and delivers you through that process and to be so deliberate, as you said, about your healing and your journey and to see now that you can then now pivot this pain into purpose. And your purpose is to speak to so many, so many. And I just want to invite you all, you want to jump onto Amazon. That's Lessons from a Place of Pain. And Sophia uh, Lee Shu Palmer. I said it now. <laughs> I said it now. Where else can we find you, Sophia? And, and I know we have this program that's coming up on June 24th. Tell us a little bit about that real quick before we wrap up and where people can find you, uh, what social medias you're on. Do you have a website? Where? How can they get in touch with you? All right. So on June 24th, as you've mentioned, we will be having a virtual session coping with the loss, the healing process. And so we'll be having various presenters uh, presenting on the stages of grief. Where was God? Where was God? That's a question that, you know, we always ask when we're going through pain. And of course, I will be sharing on my book. I will be outlining the various strategies that are in there that you can use to go through your healing process. And of course, we will have persons who will be sharing their own stories of their loss, right? So um, we're we're expecting it to be an awesome session. And of course, Denise will be there moderating hey. for us. So of course, it's going to be awesome. You can find me on Facebook, my full name, Sophia Lishu Palmer. You know, just search, you'll find me. I'm on Instagram as well, uh, Sophie, Sophie Lee Show. Yeah, and you can find me on YouTube. Uh, lessons from a place of pain. 
Oh, you didn't tell me about that one right there. You cannot boomerang me. <laughs> you will see. All right. And um and grab a copy you, of the book. Grab a yes, copy of the book. Just you know $10. I, just I, I $10 listen, if you it. would like to send me an email, I want to bless the first four people that will send an email to w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com. That's w the number two w podcast show at gmail.com. You don't have to tell me what your process is or what your experience is. Just send me a note saying that this episode has blessed you. And I would like to bless you with a copy of her book because I'm telling you, it's, 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 what they say in Jamaica, Likabote <laughs> Talawa. That's what somebody said. <laughs> so if I'm gonna do a book review, I'm gonna tell you this book, Likabote Talawa. It's little, but it has so much value. Oh my goodness, Quant quality, quality that's in there. The content, the lesson, the transparency, the hope, the scriptures, the prompting of actually challenging you to journal your thoughts and reflections. You know, how are you afraid of talking about what has happened? Give your experience about why or why not. I mean, just, just this brief encounter of an, an account of your pain and your process and everything. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I love the scriptures. They're so on point with each of the, the, the lessons, like lesson four, safe delivery. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the sun whoa that one right there oh i had a little trouble reading that for a minute i had to walk away step away put it to the side and be like okay watch tv then come back and then all right we gonna challenge <laughs> this again but you know definitely such an honor to have met you such an honor to know you working with you collaborating with you doing so many things you know i believe that god has definitely designed this for such a time as this our friendship, our relationship. Again, you want to grab a copy, Lessons from a Place of Pain, Sophia Lee Shue Palmer. It's on Amazon and it's only 10 US dollars. Come on, 10 US dollars. Some of you are spending more than that for lunch. Stop eating, go grab a book and learn Lessons <laughs> from a Place of Pain and turn your pain to purpose and pivot your pain to purpose. Thank you so much, Sophia, for coming on. I'm excited for um, our next recording and other things that we'll be doing. Love you, love you, love you. Such an honor. And I always love how you talk about that fire. Wow, same <laughs> fire that can keep you warm. Same fire that can ignite. Same fire that can, it's about controlling that fire. My God, thank you so much. Indeed, you are a true testimony of living a life from a lesson of a place of pain. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. Love you too, Denise. Thank you for having me.